0: you're listening to radio md she's a chiropractic physician lecturer author entrepreneur and talk show host she's dr suzanne bennett it's time now for wellness for life radio here's dr
1: suzanne one of my 88 year old young mother's health fears is actually hearing loss and maybe it's because her own mother suffered from it uh, many, many years ago. And this was at least 35 years ago. And although the doctors tried to help her by giving her a hearing aid, it just didn't work for her. So, um, Today, you know, the most exciting thing is that, wow, I'm sure there's been a much more improved technology, and we're gonna hear from a hearing aid expert. He's the inventor and CEO of Oticus. His name is Patrick Freuler, and we are so excited to have him. He's also a Swiss entrepreneur and with a master's in aerospace engineering from MIT. So let's dive right into the myths of hearing aids. Great to have you here, Patrick.
0: Uh, great to, to be on, on, on this call with you, Dr. Suzanne. Thanks so much for having me.
1: Oh, you bet. Now, obviously, you know, you are in, definitely in the field of science, but what got you interested in hearing aids? Uh, did you have a personal experience yourself or um, someone in your family?
0: Yes, you know, uh, hearing loss is something that affects so many people. In fact, it's, it's almost one third uh, of those above the age of 50 that's that have some form of hearing ailment. And so I didn't have to look that far within my own family to see folks in um, you know, around my, my uncles and, and aunts, but most importantly around my grandmother who were uh losing their hearing in in an advanced age. And in particular uh my my grandmother back home Uh, Once she she really started to lose her hearing is when when she basically started to uh, detach herself from the world and and also lose uh, other cognitive capacities. So it it was quite stark to see how much of an impact this had. And and, uh, so I've seen this firsthand.
1: Well, that that totally makes sense. Of course, we all have. I mean, like I was saying, my mother, um, you know, she doesn't she can hear pretty well. Although I do at times have got to turn down the TV because she has a tendency to put it on really loud, right? Yeah, and that's the one thing that you can tell, um, as well as you know they they want you to speak a little bit louder. But she doesn't want to wear anything like this, you know. She definitely doesn't want to wear a hearing hearing aid if she can help it. But let's talk about um, hearing because. You know, when you go to a regular uh, doctor, a general practitioner, they definitely go into your eyes and they go into your ears just to make sure that there's nothing going on. But getting a hearing test is very different. Uh, in America, we do eye testing, eye vision, vision testing, right? But it's not hearing testing. Now, why is that?
0: You know, it's a it's it's a really good good question and. Uh, maybe it's a uh, it's because hearing happens uh, much more gradually right you uh, you have it's a condition that is a bit sneaky in the sense that you don't really uh, realize how much you're losing out on right uh, compared to for instance in the case of vision where you know all of a sudden you can't read the the newspapers anymore or you can't uh, you know read a street sign and you know it's a it, it's a very clear trigger event for you to do something about it and request, uh, you know, getting diagnosed for it. In the case of hearing, since it is so gradual and it happens over many years, uh you know at the beginning you may not realize that you can't hear the ticking of a clock right or you can't hear the birds chirping and 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 so you know it takes a it, it takes a trigger event for someone to ultimately um you know go to the doctor and get tested and do something about it and usually that trigger event is when you can't effectively communicate with your loved ones anymore right when communication breaks down when you have to uh, constantly ask someone to repeat themselves, uh, and, and especially in in challenging listening environments, where, for instance, you're you're in a restaurant or you have multiple speakers, uh, or you have a lot of echo, and, and and that's kind of the first part when like you really start um, becoming more cognizant that there's uh, something more going on here. And, and secondly, it's usually when your loved ones um, point it out to you, right? So, for instance, your example is is, uh, is is really good. You know, you you notice your your mother having the TV volume cranked up to the max. Um, you you um, and, and and that's essentially what's prompting you to have her do something about it. So you're almost like influencing, um, pointing out the condition and and influencing them to to act on it. Uh, but up until that point, uh, when you have these triggers trigger events. Uh, people decide to uh, either continue living in denial, uh, or, um, or, or or just simply not uh, not be aware of it, and henceforth, there's also less uh, requests for for testing that's going on.
1: That that's right. I mean, we hear a lot about you know the local optometrist. There's many around, and you see them all over. But you don't hear about the local audiologist, one that can test your your hearing.
0: Uh, yeah i mean you know it's it's usually um, uh, something that uh firstly it affects fewer people than than uh than folks who who have uh, vision problems um it's also like traditionally uh, been something that uh h- came with a stigma right uh, in the past like similar to what your uh, your mom is is currently going through uh you know hearing aids always came with the stigma of like old age of uh having a uh, having a, um, a, a a a big ailment or a big deficiency and the reality is that the stigma took quite some time for uh, for the industry to to shake off right and people still have this big image of uh, a, a gigantic clunky hearing aid um you know uh, glued to to your ear and the reality is that you know a lot of this has has changed uh, over the last ten ten years or so. Uh, technology has become a lot smaller, um, and and processes have become a lot more uh, how do you say it, a lot more enhanced and a lot more streamlined. And and also like those products have become a lot more feature rich. Like uh, you know you know right now you have Bluetooth technology that. Um, that makes it look far more like a consumer product, okay, or has a lot more consumer features to it. But you know, all these kind of advances um, in in like in technology and, and perception uh, have been very slow in kind of removing the stigma, and as a result, people still shy away from you know talking about audiologists or even going to an audiologist, which is why uh, maybe uh, it's less top of mind in in uh, in, in most people's minds
1: yeah yes you know i w- looked at your website auticus.com uh, and on Audicus, when i was t- taking a look at um you know i haven't really looked at hearing aids I, um i can't even tell you how long i haven't seen one um in a while and but i will tell you what it was blowing me away is the way your um your instrument hearing aid was so stealth like i mean stealth meaning like it reminded me like of FBI people, you know, wearing it and you can't even tell that they have something on, you know what I'm saying? You know how they have those little speakers yeah. and I was blown away by the the changes of the way it even looks, very stealth. And um, I, I yeah. thought that was fascinating on such a shift of what it looks like. So no wonder, I mean, I could totally understand why. If I had a hearing aid, I'm sure um, I'd be more self-conscious about the way it looked, you mm. know, and... um. And some people might yeah. uh, judge you as you're saying, it is a stigma. So having such yeah. a small little unit that can give you such huge results, huge results so that you can communicate and you can hear and and in and many. And, and I'm only not just talking about older people, I'm talking about younger people. I, I know a lot of young people also have hearing loss as well from different diseases and whatnot. So um, does this yeah. hearing aid that you have, the auticus help? you? Most people with hearing loss, the full range of individuals,
0: yeah, that's it's a really good question. And uh, you know obviously lots of uh, great points to talk about here. Uh, to to answer this question uh, directly, yes, I mean, it can uh, it can basically help folks with mild to severe types of hearing losses. Uh, we 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 typically don't uh, don't help folks uh, under the age of eighteen uh, usually. Uh, this is something that um, you know is, is better suited for a pediatric audiologist. Um, and at the same time, we're also uh, we we don't um, uh, we're usually not not equipped to help folks who have like really profound hearing loss and like you know need uh, something a lot more more involved, like a, a bone anchored hearing aid or or a cochlear implant. Uh, but you know, for for folks like, for instance, um, it sounds like your mother um who who sound like they have maybe more of a more moderate to severe situation um you know we we could definitely take a look at that and and, and about our hearing aids are pretty uh pretty versatile they can adapt d- adapt to a pretty wide range of of, uh, of of listening environments and also uh you know hearing loss profiles and you know your earlier point is actually a really good one because uh you know the, the the advantage that we have as a as a company that that uh, that ultimately deals directly with the end consumer um is, is really around uh repositioning those products as much smaller right and as much more uh, ergonomic and streamlined and, and and ultimately doing a lot more to 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 actually position these as products that uh are aspirational right that are uh, about removing limits and actually just like let you get ahead of the pack, right? And and ultimately live a life that um, uh, that is seamless, right? And and ultimately also like highlight the fact that not only are those products much smaller, but also um, you know come with a lot more features like Bluetooth capabilities that, uh, for instance, allow you to connect the hearing aid to your phone or um, or your TV or you know other Bluetooth peripherals. And so, you know, we we have this this, uh, this incredible platform where we can convey the the, the development of, of hearing technology and make it more um, how do you say uh, more accessible, less scary, more desirable, right? Uh, which is something that you know is a bit tougher to do if you're a local audiologist. They, you know, it's it's harder mm-hmm. to to build like this big platform and a, and a brand around it, right? And and so right. and, and 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 I think uh, maybe one final point to all this it's it's ultimately also uh, about uh, having a dialogue around what it means to be a 50-plus-year-old nowadays, right? You know, the average, uh, say, 65-year-old or 60-year-old person today is a very different uh, character than they were, like, 10, 15 years ago, right? And, you know, they're, they're far more tech-enabled, uh, far more tech-astute. They're, uh, they're probably living healthier lives and, and more connected lives, right? Right. And, uh, you know, as the saying goes, maybe 60 is the new 40, right? And that's how they're perceiving themselves. And, and that was a very different self-perception, um, you know, from 10 years ago. And I think uh, our platform speaks to this new self-identity that the 50-plus generation has uh, nowadays. And I think this is maybe a dialogue that traditional audiologists um, or the traditional hearing aid industry altogether has had a tougher time to 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 adapt to. You know, they're still maybe a bit more stuck in that older uh, in that older dialogue. Mm.
1: Thank you. Uh, I want to ask you a question regarding the actual instrument of a Mm -hmm. hearing aid. There's two parts to it. One that goes inside your ear canal, the external canal, and then it goes over. There's a tiny little tube uh, that goes around the ear and then um, a little, um, I guess an instrument that sits behind the ear. I'd Mm -hmm. like to ask you, um, what if, what if someone came in and, uh, was shouting at you. Does the actual instrument offset the excess loud noise and yes. drop it the volume down?
0: Yes, absolutely. I mean, there's a there's a cap, right? Uh, and and hearing aids are um, are really have become really smart uh, over the years. Especially, um, you know, uh, there was a gigantic leap. Uh, I would say about fifteen twenty years ago when uh, technology moved from analog to digital and you know this digitization uh, allowed for a lot more flexibility in how sound is being uh, is being processed right and so for instance to your example uh, let's suppose you sit. Uh, you're on a loud street corner, right? We're based in New York, and so uh, uh, even before before the Corona crisis, uh, any, any street corner in New York is a loud one. But let's suppose you're standing there, and like a fire truck passes right next to you, uh, with full you know uh, sirens and and horns honking. Um, you know the hearing aid obviously would not uh, amplify that. Uh, it would be very very bad, right? Uh, but instead, it, it will cap out. Um, you know how much it amplifies past a specific level uh to so it's so it remains safe to to use uh, in in loud environments
1: mm that's great to hear I, I understand well, the reason why I was thinking is that you mentioned earlier that your instrument has bluetooth technology and and I'm thinking does that mean that you can listen to your own music um you know in a much more comfortable manner, but at the same time, what if your um speaker you know on the phone and when you're listening to that that music was way too loud will that adjust
0: uh, yeah so i mean you once you you toggle the bluetooth uh, feature right it's uh, it basically uh, switches between uh, using the the hearing aid microphones okay uh, which you use to pick up the sound all around you uh, towards streaming information uh, through the bluetooth from your phone so it would basically switch off the microphone and the only thing you'd be hearing is almost um uh, like a handheld right uh, you you'd be streaming a conversation from your phone or music from your phone and you wouldn't be uh, you wouldn't be picking up the, um, uh, the 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 sounds around you so it's either one or mm-hmm. one or the other just exactly for that reason
1: at what age do you think uh, someone, you know, my audience, um, should go and have an ear hearing checkup from an audiologist? Um, at what age usually? Is it in their 30s, 40s? I mean, I know young people who are major, um, uh, they used to not anymore, but uh, go to concerts, and they're just blowing out their eardrums. And um, sometimes they come back thinking, Oh my gosh, I can't really hear very well. So at what age do you think an average person should go and get an audiology test uh,
0: look i think you know hearing loss is, is ultimately while there is a higher uh, incidence of hearing loss um uh, in, in kind of like the older uh, the older brackets okay so the 50 plus crowd uh at the end hearing loss is also something that's very much um a function of your lifestyle choices, right? So for instance, like you said, if you uh, continuously listen to music um you know at top volumes, right, when you constantly uh, do are doing so with, with headphones, right? Uh if you're constantly going to loud concerts and, and, and so on, uh, most likely you'll uh you'll have difficulties um earlier on in life. And so I think the, the 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 reality is that you need to kind of um, uh, observe your your listening capabilities, right? And and especially like how it relates to communications with other people. Uh, if you're constantly struggling to follow a conversation, especially in a in a tougher environment, then uh, you know, maybe you should uh, you should consider doing so, and that you know can happen you know when you're in your 30s or uh, or 20s or, or or 40s, and and uh, or it can also happen later on in life. Um, but you know, usually the types of people that we we help with at Auticus are around on average they're about 58, okay, um, and then like you know it's uh, I would say like the majority is between 50 and 70 um and and that's usually the crowd that is is very much attuned to to doing hearing tests and checkups and um whether it's locally or or through our through our tools so i would say like that's that's probably where the the demographic uh focus lies
1: well you know i when i was on your website you actually have an an a test a hearing test on your website which is pretty cool um but I mean, you got me thinking. Oh, great. Did you take it? I didn't take it because I I was in such a rush this morning just to make sure I got all my information. I wasn't able to, but I definitely want to. I mean, I'm 58 myself now, so this is a perfect time for me to do it. I don't think I've got hearing loss issues, but, boy, I want to know in detail. And and from this hearing test that I do on the website, it will probably tell me whether I really need uh, someone to do it an actual audiologist to test my ears out for sure. I'd like to know, I surely would like to know if I'm losing because you know, in the way I look at it in, um, in the perspective of being a, a natural medicine doctor is that if I had a bit of hearing loss, that also means that maybe possibly my nutrition going to my my nerves in within my um, ears, Maybe even possibly, um because it's one of the cranial nerves we've got to look at, right i i I would look at a lot of other aspects of my health um if I had some some hearing loss. So this is something that I've never looked at into, but I definitely will now
0: yeah, no it's it's true. I mean, you know there's a lot of things that um that can affect uh, hearing loss, and there's also a lot of things that hearing loss affects. Uh, to give you an example um you know hearing loss uh it, it, you know can is usually correlated with um uh with dementia and and uh, cognitive disorders and depression and you know a higher risk of falls right uh it also is uh, usually there there's there's usually also a lot more people that are diabetic that also have hearing loss right so there's a lot of um how do you say uh, comorbidities that appear um, once once you have it? And there's also other things that you can do to uh, to not have it. I think, for instance, one is uh, nutrition definitely helps. Um, uh, like it, it helps in so many holistic other things, but at the same time, it's it's really uh, just like uh, operating in a safe uh, listening environment right so if you go to a loud concert like have uh, earbuds so you can you know shield yourself from it right if you do have loud noise exposure make sure that it happens only over a short duration of time you know if you have uh, if you're constantly having earpods on then like you know uh, make sure that these are at safe volume levels and so on i, th- I think there's uh, a lot of stuff that you can do uh, from a preventative standpoint because uh, the issue with hearing loss is that it's it's basically nerve damage in your inner ear, right? And and once uh, you have that nerve damage, it's really difficult. Uh, in fact, it's 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 impossible to uh, to to get it back, right? I mean, there's uh, right now there's a lot of uh, interesting research that's that's happening around uh, rebuilding uh, those hair cells. Uh, re- at least regenerating some of these hair cells in your inner ear, but uh, until that happens, like once you lose your hearing, this is it, and the uh, the the only solution that's left to you is really uh, to to pursue a hearing uh, a hearing piece. Can, so, I uh, you,
1: is- mm-hmm. can I ask you prevention? Can I ask you a question regarding the hearing piece? So, like in glasses, over time you might have to upgrade the uh, strength of your glasses or contacts, right? Is there such a thing for hearing aids? If you get a hearing aid at, at let's say 58 in at 70 years old, do you have a do you have to get a second uh, a different kind of a hearing aid or does it adjust adjust?
0: Uh, yeah, that's that's a really good question. So uh, you know typically uh, what happens is that a, a hearing aid has um, uh, has a digital signal processor in it, right? And, and so depending on what your test results say, uh, that processor that that uh, that hearing aid gets gets programmed to your specific hearing loss. so let's, let's say like you in, in five years' time your hearing deteriorates. Uh, what can happen is that you take another hearing test and and then you can take that same hearing aid uh, to the audiologist or to us or whoever you know has helped you before and reprogram that hearing aid to that new hearing test um, if, if that makes sense.
1: All right Patrick gosh such great information I wish we could talk more about your know, hearing and Audicus but I'd like to know where can we find more about you and Audicus and and possibly you know get that hearing test that we talked about online
0: Well that's uh, thanks so much for having me it's been been really awesome to uh, to, to to discuss this with you over the last uh, last half hour uh, people can can learn a lot more directly on on our website on audicus.com and they can also do do the hearing test directly on there uh if they have like very specific questions we have an incredible team of product specialists that uh that can that can address those questions as well we have a humongous amount of information about hearing loss hearing technology and everything in between directly on our site on audicus.com and 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 that's an incredible way to start
1: thank you thank you patrick audicus.com is spelled a-u-d-i-c-u-s dot com audicus.com such great information and one of the other things that I, i we didn't even get the chance to talk to i was really surprised how affordable this hearing aid is online and um anyone you know have who who have family needing to get get this, these types of devices, often it can be thousands and thousands of dollars. But this um, audicus.com, the hearing aid is really affordable. And, and I hope um, people that are listening who possibly need it, definitely check out that website, it may be a fantastic option for you. And um, it's going to be helpful for you and your future with your hearing, and your family's hearing. Thanks again, Patrick, so appreciate it. I know a lot of you have listened. In, and got some great information because things that about hearing and hearing loss is not talked about much. So, and I know it can change your life. If you can even get the right instrument so you can start to communicate better, listen better, and just enjoy life. If you can hear better, you will enjoy life. All right, please subscribe if you haven't already so we can continue to do our very best here on Wellness for Life. If you need help in digging deeper with your health issues, I work with people globally through phone and Skype consultations. And my contact info is available on my website, drsuzanne.com. Until next time, go out there and live your best life today, full of energy, enthusiasm, and ultimate health and wellness. This is Dr. Suzanne sharing natural strategies on the Wellness for Life here, right here on Radio MD. Thank you so much. Stay well.